Hey, Ninth and My name is Bailey, and this is Devotionals, uh, Brief Devotions for Busy People. Uh, our F260 Bible reading plan has brought us all the way to the end of Genesis, uh, and one of the most memorable verses in the entire book. Uh, Genesis 50:20 records the words of Joseph to his brothers, and he tells them, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring about this present result, to preserve many people alive. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we've covered the narrative of Joseph talking about how he had um, been his father's favorite, how his brothers had beat him and sold him into slavery, how he had lost and won and lost again in the kingdom of Egypt. Um, and we've now gotten to this point uh, where his family is seeking refuge in Egypt, uh, fleeing from a famine in their land that's threatening their very existence. Uh, and we see here uh, in the midst of their trials, in the midst of their, their struggles, in the midst of Joseph's struggles, um, he makes this claim that the Lord has intended it for good. Um, and I think I want us to remember this morning, above all else, that the Bible is primarily a book about God. Uh, while we read all these narratives and all these stories and all these characters, ultimately what we're meant to see in Scripture is that the Bible is a book about God. And what Joseph is telling us is that God is a God who is good and a God who is sovereign. I was recently talking with one of our college students the other day about the theology of stoplights and how... Uh, Sometimes we get seemingly inconveniently stopped at a red light, uh, but that may or may not be the difference between us being in a car crash. Obviously, there are not uh, multiple timelines like the Marvel Universe, but uh, just thinking that through and thinking that further in our lives to the tragedies that we face and how the Lord will take seemingly tragic things, things that we would rather avoid, things that hurt, things that sting, and use them for our good and His glory. Uh, my own story is a testimony of this. My younger brother was miscarried about a week before he was due, and I did not know what to do with that, but that was the very thing that the Lord used to bring me to saving faith in himself years later. Uh, it's for things like this that Elizabeth Elliot once said that the secret of joy in Christ is, is Christ in me, not me in different circumstances. Um, and so we can echo those cries of Elliot and Joseph when things in our lives are, are difficult, when they're, they're hard and they don't make sense and we'd rather avoid them, we can know that the Lord is faithful to use them for good. But what does this have to do with the narrative of Genesis? Uh, well, we have the privilege as Christians today to know the end of the story. But the original reader, um, and Joseph himself in particular, had no idea what was coming. And so for the, the original reader and for Joseph, they see this evil, um, particularly this evil of Joseph's brothers against him, uh, and that can be a threat to all of the promises in Scripture. But I think this evil echoes uh, evil of the past as well. Uh, when the reader reads the evil meant against Joseph, against God's people, they think of Jacob's unjust favoritism of Joseph. They think of Laban um, wrongly giving Leah to, jo to Jacob as a wife instead of Rachel. They think of Jacob stealing Esau's blessing, uh, Abraham's lies to Abimelech, Sodom and Gomorrah, the Tower of Babel, uh, the flood that uh, was just because of the sin of mankind, Cain murdering Abel, um, all the way back to the sins of Adam. And reading this evil leaves us with this longing um, as the original reader of when does this made right? When will this be fixed? But thankfully, when we go back to Genesis 3, we also remember this promise. We remember the truth of the glory of the promise that there is a seed that is coming. Uh, there is a seed that will make all things right. And we see that promise uh, just 
furthered to Noah in a rainbow, reminding us that God will never wipe his people out. He will preserve them. We see it expounded upon Abraham that through his line, there will be a seed that will crush the head of the serpent. We see it given to Isaac and to Jacob and to Judah, all the way up to these words of Joseph that remind us that God will not fail in his plans. They will not be thwarted by the hand of the enemy. They will not be thwarted by the wicked schemes of men. They would not be thwarted by Joseph's brothers and their desire to see him gone forever. Uh, The Lord would prevail. And as we'll continue to see throughout the rest of this F260 plan, he will continue to prevail until Christ comes. And we will continue to hope in that until the day that he comes again to make all things new.